Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, it's a Monday. We never record on Mondays. What are we doing? Mike, uh, we've... <laughs> we have a special episode today. Okay. Uh, because a Commander Rules Committee announcement has come down the line. Sure. We have had a banning and an unbanning, and that okay. is always big news. Yeah. So some, I mean, you know, it, it, it supposedly, I mean, most of the time when we do banning things, it's like, all right, well, this card is, you know, something that we were like, oh, it should be banned. And it's, it's like, crazy. okay, they finally banned. But it's, it's like a yeah. niche card in right. its own way. So like they banned you know, Iona, but who plays Iona? Right. So, okay. Right. So what, all right. all right. So what, what card do I have to look up? Uh, to find what are, what are it, they it's, it's this random card called Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Ah, yeah, it's it's the uh, top commander in the world. Yeah, um, it eclipsed Atraxa a couple of years ago at this point. Uh huh. And it got banned. Let's read Golos for the people who don't know what Golos is. Five generic mana for a legendary artifact creature scout. He's a three five. Whenever Golos Tireless Pilgrim enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a land card, put that card onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Then an activated ability for two and Wooberg, seven mana. Exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana costs. Uh, Mike, this card, this commander, was, until right now, phenomenally popular. Um, I know several people who have Golos decks. Mm -hmm. I see him all the time. He's arguably the most generically strong and versatile five-color commander that can support almost any strategy. Sure. I'm I'm conflicted here. Okay. Because I get Well, why don't we start by yeah. reading reading <laughs> yes. what what the rules committee said context. and then we'll talk Let's about how context. you feel. Yeah, yes. exactly. All right. So here's the statement from the rules committee for Golos's banning. Golos Tireless Pilgrim has been a much discussed card that is both popular to play and unpopular to play against. There are many problems with the card, but the greatest is that in the low to middle tiers where we focus the ban list, Golos is simply a better choice of leader for all but the most commander-centric decks. Its presence crushes the kind of diversity in commander choice which we want to promote. You can drop in Golos and a few five-color lands into a random deck and get all the rampant card advantage you would ever want from a commander with no worries about your mana base. Golos's ability effectively reduces the commander tax to one. And once you hit seven mana with Golos, assuming that you have Wuburg and helping you get there quickly, you don't need to do anything for the rest of the game except cast spells for free, something we always want to be careful about. We've talked to folks in Studio X, and they understand the problems created by generically powerful five-color commanders that don't have Wuburg in the mana cost. We don't expect similar cards to come from them in the future, so a Surgical Strike now makes sense. We understand that many players love Golos, so we don't take this action lightly. In the end, the health of the format is our primary concern, and we find Golos unhealthy. While Kenrith the Return King is a similarly flexible and popular commander for good stuff five-color decks, we see it as a clear step down from Golos. How do you feel about that, Mike? I don't love the thought process of... We almost never do. 
and I'm not even I'm not even talking about like I wish they had rewritten it. You know what I mean? Like that's usually mm-hmm. my issue. It's like I understand the context, but I don't like the way that they delivered the message. Mm-hmm. Feel free because you were the one reading that out, right? Feel free to tell me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like they used a whole lot of words to say we banned Golos because. It is a card that can go in any five-color deck, and as a commander, it makes land-fixing and utility all very, very easy. Like, it's just a, it's just a really efficient card to put in any five-color deck. Right, I think that's basically what they're saying. We've had, in the past couple of years, a huge proliferation of five-color commanders. Sure. Um, I think that it, like, only three years ago... There weren't really that many solid five-color choices that, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a five-color deck that is just either good stuff or it's a weird archetype. Who am I going to get to helmet? Now, there are a lot of answers. But I guess what I didn't expect is one of those to rise so far above all the others. Because we had Morophon for every tribal deck. Uh, We had Najila. We have... uh, all of these new five-color legendary creatures, but Golos is just the best one. Sure. And, it's kind and of like Urza, five colors. I, I get that, but for me at the same time, I'm sitting here and it's like, all right, so the problem was is that it was... It, it wasn't even that it was... I guess it's a, like, oh, it's an overpowered thing, but it doesn't even seem like that was what they... Like, it was just like, it was too easy. Mm-hmm. And that's different because, hey, you know what? We got rid of this because it's a five-color commander that did, did all of this other stuff and made things easier. And the the commander tax being one, okay, like I, sure, but I I think I think at a certain point when you put that in as a reason why you're getting rid of it, it's because you're trying to think of as many things that you can say to get rid of it as opposed to just saying, hey, this thing's too powerful. We don't like it. Okay, fine, then say that. But, you know, Kenrith exists, and it does everything. And it has a whole bunch of stuff that goes crazy. Right, and they called infinite. that out at the end. Yeah, but like... Yeah. It, it, the whole, oh, it, it allows you to cheat spells for free, something we're always against. Well, I hate to say this, but that's like... Mm. That's like a thing that, like, Commander in particular aims to do a lot. Yeah, exactly. So why are you saying it's like, oh, we're trying to avoid that? Well, then stop making cards that allow you to do that. Okay, like- <laughs> well, it, it's, it bears repeating that the Rules Committee and the R&D Department, or Team X, totally, of yeah. Magic the Gathering are completely separate entities Correct. with very minor crossover. The people who make them aren't the people who ban Right. Them. And I'm not trying to say this in a... You know, rules committee. Why did you even do this in the first place? Then I, rules committee. Why would you make it? Yeah, you're not no. making it. I'm. I'm more in the like. No one saw Golos when it first came out, mm-hmm. and said, "Well, this is going to be fine." You know what I mean? It's another card. Right. It's like this is insanely powerful. It does a lot of stuff. Everything that was on there didn't become more powerful with new sets. You know what I mean? It, Golos didn't become a busted card. It yeah. became the most made commander on EDH rec. And now it's down, and now it's banned because of how easy and efficient 
and raw powerful it is. Yeah, they compared him to Kenrith because Kenrith is also a very high generic value five mm-hmm. color commander. But the comparison that I want to look at is to Atraxa, the Praetor's Voice. Okay. Because Atraxa was the number one commander from 2016 until uh, 2019 when Golas sure. came out. And Atraxa also supported a huge variety of strategies and was mm-hmm. the best option for all of them. In fact, counters, experience, angels, horror. I mean, what does she have, like 20 different archetypes that she's the best at? Uh, some, Yeah, a, a ridiculous yeah. amount. Yeah, anything that involves counters. Um, and I think that that is almost certainly the reason why she was so popular. Right. Um, and I think that we're seeing the same thing play out with Golos. Golos is popular because... He's just the best option mm-hmm. for a ton of archetypes that you could play in five color. He's just generically good. I think that's the comparison that I would draw. Um, but the question that I want to ask you next is, sure. do you think that Golas's proliferation, if you'll forgive the pun, and just huge popularity, the number one commander on EDH rack, that bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that popularity in any way uh, tipped the scales for or against this banning? I mean, I, I'd i love to say no, because they've banned cards that, and, and they've banned and unbanned cards that I wasn't even aware of or cared about, really. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I understand that it's not a preface as far as it has to be because it's popular that we have to look, inspect these cards. But I think the fact that it was the most popular commander and also went into the 99 of any five-color deck pretty easily, mm-hmm. I think because of that, that kind of bears the statement itself that they're making where it's this card is just so raw, efficient, and value-based in a Wooberg deck that it becomes synonymous with every deck. Like it, it is, it is the soul ring of a Wooberg deck. As far as I'm concerned, it just goes in every one because the worst case scenario is still upside. So I could see it being, I could see that being the case where yes, because of how popular it is because of how many decks it made. Well, that's, that's going to mess with the ambiguity of the game. And because of all the things that it does on the card, it generates value. It gives the ability to cast spells for free. It combos mm-hmm. off. If it's your commander, you get insane value off of it, and you're already doing better than most commanders because you can faintly mess with the commander tax of being able to recast it. I get it. And I think, I think how common it was to see is a big portion of it. Yeah. Do you think that the type of card that Golos is, it's very generic, uh, very wide, versatile value mm-hmm. in a commander is something that's good or bad for the format. Well, here's what I'll say, and, and I, I, I appreciate the way that you phrased that question. Because I think commander more and more, regardless of how competitive a play group you have, mm-hmm. the game is just becoming how do you get the most value? Because as a reference point, let's look at the top 10, 12 commanders that are on there. Let me, sorry, do that again. 
as a reference point, look at the main commanders that are on the actual EDHREC list. And we'll take Golos out because they have, right? Um, Korvold, Vaycursed King, all about making things, generating value, drawing cards, go for it. Kenrith, what do you want to do to go infinite on a stick? Atraxa, Keyword Soup and Proliferate, go in whatever direction you want to. Yuriko, low CMC commander that does the ninjutsu thing, which is all about trying to get big spells to hit people and do things off of those. Right. Uh, Alela, artful provocateur, uh, cast enchantments and ar- or get enchantments and artifacts, generate tokens, make things bigger when you have more. Uh, Moldrotha, literally playing things from your graveyard, Ur-Dragon, reducing costs of things, and then getting permanence onto the battlefield from attacking with them. Sisse, Weatherlight Captain, being able to search for things and put them onto the battlefield. Yarok is Panharmonicon on a stick. Tulane is value on casting creatures and putting lands. You have to get to Edgar Markov to to be the first one that I don't consider a straight-up value-based commander and even that is giving you more tokens for caring about that right and you're saying value but what i'm hearing is uh wide applicability versatility genericness and that's very present at the top level because of course more things that people want to do are able to be run by those commanders and the, the commanders that you've listed are all also quite powerful none of those are by any stretch of the definition casual or weak commanders they're all super good yeah like i i i don't understand the reference point of because here's the thing if the problem is raw efficiency and it goes into any deck of that color well it's a five color deck Mm -hmm. you know like i i i totally i get the premise of two lane doesn't need to go into every bant deck but I haven't seen a whole lot of two lane decks that haven't done the exact same thing over and over again. Does that make it better? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't. Hmm. The more I think about this, the less good I feel about it. And, and I still say that from a point of like, I understand because I made a go low deck. I ran it a couple of times and then I decided I didn't like it anymore. You know, cause it, it just, the entire thing just became a, <laughs> how much, how fast and how much value can I get before I can do the thing a thousand times in a row? And you know, we haven't talked about the, uh, the, I guess you would say the most infamous aspect of, of a ban, mm-hmm. which would be that whether they say it or not, and I think that the, the Rose community genuinely believes this, that Golos is a signpost ban or as I would call it a, a crucifixion ban. Yeah. For similar cards that are much like Golos, but aren't Golos. Saying, don't play these cards, and we're banning Golos to tell you that. That's That one feels a little bit... If, if that is the signpost ban kind of issue here, that I actually don't like a lot. Because hmm. at that point, they're saying, hey, this is an extremely efficient card that does a bunch of stuff and doesn't have a downside. And it can go in any deck that has its colors. Well, don't make that a signpost, because then there's a lot of cards you're going to get rid of. 
But they're not going to get rid of but them. But they're not going they, to get rid of it. They exactly. just tell you not to play them. Right. Now, to be fair, they didn't say anything about signpost bans in I, this right. ban explanation. I'm just inserting my own opinion We're, based <laughs> on historical information right. about the RC that I know. We're not reading between the lines. We're reading past these lines on the other lines that they've already written several exactly. times. Exactly. Exactly. Um, these are I, assumptions. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, put it this way. Uh, I have a friend in my playgroup who plays a Golos deck. Am I going to tell him he can't play that deck in our playgroup ever again because it's banned? No. Because, again, it's it's rule zero. It's about your playgroup and having fun and everything like that. Mm-hmm. He likes that deck. He's built it. I'm not going to sit here and tell him he doesn't get to play it anymore. Because the thing about that deck is it does the Golos thing. You know? And if any of us felt really bad about it, we would have had the same conversation before. It's just like, hey, don't play that deck so often yeah we just got done at EDHREC with a round of uh, salt score applications and Mm -hmm. salt score survey everybody voting on which cards made them the saltiest right and uh, I'm not looking at that list right now but I can tell you that Golos probably wasn't anywhere near the top of that list right and that's one of the things that I I remember you saying were maybe I don't remember where I saw this if it was in the statement or not but one one statement I heard was about how popular it is to play and unhow, un, how unpopular it is to play against. Yes, that's what the okay. RC said. It was, yeah. it was in that statement. Great. Yeah. Um, I, I've never sat next to a Golos player. And, and been like, gone, oh, this guy oh, again. Oh, no, Golos. Like, it yeah. Does, it doesn't really happen, does it? No. Even though, like, it is a raw, efficient, and powerful card. But I just... I don't understand the premise of we don't want to do this because of how raw, efficient, and powerful it is in five colors. It's like, well, right. have you seen Simic? You know, like... It, I've, it, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't understand that as a premise, even if it is... Regardless of if it is a, a signpost ban, and they're mm-hmm. not saying it or not, I just... The premise of this card, the most popular... And we cannot emphasize this enough. The most popular commander in EDH got banned today. Yeah. And it got banned because of how efficient and good it is without being overpowered and unfun. Like, that's what mm-hmm. that's what I got. It wasn't anything about it being oppressive. It wasn't anything about making the game less fun for everybody else. So, as far as I'm concerned... This is one of those times where it's literally only hurt the people that play it. It doesn't make the game better, at least as far as I'm concerned. And I thought that was kind of the whole point of if you're going to ban a card, it's to make the game better. Okay. Well, we do have one other thing to talk about, so let's wrap this up. Mike, yeah. yay or nay on this ban? Good ban, bad ban? I There's so many other things that I was worried about before Golos, and I'm... No, I'm not happy about it. I, I yeah. And I... Like I said, I'm a, I'm a little bit at a loss for words because I, I can't understand this as a ban unless it's a signpost ban. And even if it is a signpost ban, where, hey, we're we're using this as an example for Raw. That's a hell of a signpost. That's a this re- is the lighthouse shining on the city. I, I, it's it's intense, man. There, yeah. there, were, there were over 6,000 decks as a commander that just went to the wayside today on EDH. Only 6,000? No, I said more than, because it's, it's oh. no longer on here. I can't see it. I don't know what it used to be. But it used to be number one, and now it doesn't exist. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're a bit at a loss now. Um, I will direct our listeners. Um, I'm not going to read this post out loud here, but uh, uh, Charlotte, who is on the Commander Advisory Group, wrote mm-hmm. an article uh, this morning about uh, the ban and the unban on Commander's Herald. So I'm going to go ahead and have Mike include a link to that article if yeah. you would like to read it sort of straight from the uh, the horse's mouth, as it were. And uh, thank you, Charlotte, for writing that article. Thanks, Charlotte. Yep. Uh, so, Mike, let's move on to the other half of this announcement, which is that they unbanned a card, and that card was Worldfire. Yeah. Worldfire is a six red, 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 nine mana sorcery exile all permanents, exile all cards from all hands and graveyards. Each player's life total becomes one. Now, that's a hell of an effect. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and read their unbanning statement, and then I want to hear from you, Mike. Worldfire. Worldfire was banned due to the problematic interaction with floating mana and having access to your commander. We want to foster a commander environment where eight and nine mana spells are viable and likely to show up in a game. So we evaluate the expensive ones in that context. Unlike Coalition Victory and Biorhythm, which we continue to believe are problematic in that environment, the level of effort needed to make Worldfire effective is sufficient, that we suspect it will not be as much of an issue. There are already cheaper ways to do similar things in the format. We believe the social contract and robust hey. pregame discussions will keep Worldfire out of games where it doesn't belong. Now, let's talk about Worldfire. Hold on, hold on. And, hold on, and hold then on. I have some words that, about what they said. That last line, that last line, I have to hit it real quick. Yeah. We think the social contract and having conversations ahead of the game will keep Worldfire out of games where it doesn't belong. Hmm. Right? Yeah. What did you just do with Golos? All right, Mike. I'm done. Keep going. Okay. That's, that's the entire statement. That one was much shorter. Um, Worldfire was uh, banned for its incredibly impactful effects. And I think the specific reason why Worldfire got banned, and they don't say it, is because it sets each life total to one. And the reason why I believe that is because Sway of the Stars is also banned, and it sets each player's life total to seven. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it was banned. And now it's unbanned, and I think rightfully so because mike this is a nine mana sorcery yeah that doesn't even instantly win you the game so i think it's pretty fair to say in my opinion that this card is okay what do you think Uh, i don't mean to sound indifferent here but my answer is sure like (laughs) you're not itching to play this one no i'm not itching to play it but like it's here's the thing it's I didn't have a problem with it before. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it now. Uh, I, I I saw several people. Uh, it actually, it kind of got me. Uh, several people were like, wait, why Why would you unban Worldfire when we've got this new set coming up and they care about like big CMC spells? And stuff? Well, uh, no, there's always big CMC spells. That, that's always. never really been the issue. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's more the... We're exiling everything. Everybody everybody starts at one. Let's go. 
We're now yeah. playing. We're now playing a fast sudden death. You know who has who has shock in their hand mm-hmm. kind of game. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it, it. Here's the thing: if somebody, if I'm in a game and somebody plays World Fire against me, I'm gonna be very surprised. If somebody's playing a game, or if somebody has a deck and the point of the deck is to get World Fire to win. That's that a hell feels, of a deck. That's a hell of a deck. That feels like mm. something that's trying to go through a lot. Like they said, there's nice a job. lot of hoops. If you yeah. do it, you do it. There are worse combos to die to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I, agree I don't. With that. I don't mind. I don't mind World Fire. I didn't mind World Fire before. It's 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 back to being legal in our format. All right, sure. I'm not itching to play it, but I'm not freaking out about its existence. Right now, let's talk about. What I zeroed in on, and I think maybe you and a couple of our listeners may have zeroed in on in that statement, they named two other cards. Mm-hmm. They named Coalition Victory and Biorhythm, which are both yeah. on the ban list. Let's talk about Coalition Victory real quick. Three in Wooburg, it's eight mana for a sorcery. You win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. Um, and just chew on that for a second, and now we'll yeah. do Biorhythm. I there's I I don't understand why that's a problem. Biorhythm, to... uh, six green green for a sorcery. Each player's life total becomes the number of creatures they control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that a lot of the public, the EDH playing public, feels very differently about Coalition Victory and Biorhythm than the Rules Committee does. Personally. Mm-hmm. I think that they are both fine. I, Coalition Victory, I feel like, yeah, you might be able to make an argument for why it's a little over the edge, but I don't agree. I think that it's fine. Uh, Biorhythm, I don't think there is a good argument. I think that Biorhythm requires um, another card to be resolved that same turn. Whereas with Coalition Victory, yeah, you can set it up slowly over time. Uh, you can use... Those uh, green creatures that give your basic lands uh, every land type, or you can use uh, lands that have two or three types, like the Triumphs. Your commander can have five colors, sure. Right. Um, you can set it up and then win on the spot. Biorhythm, you need to resolve two cards. One of those cards is probably a board wipe, and Biorhythm is, uh, what do we have it at, eight mana? Yeah. Yeah. So the cheapest board wipes are like in the three to four range. They can get all the way down to two or one in special circumstances. But uh, so the least that you're spending is nine. You're probably spending at least 12 across two different cards on the same turn. Um, And you need to make sure that you have a creature out there at some point. Exactly. You yourself need to also have a board. So when we talk about like board wipes, like, okay, yeah, you can get a blasphemous act for one mana and blow up the board. No, you're going to need one of those more expensive board wipes that allows your board to remain intact or a third combo piece that protects your board from a board wipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just even into the weeds. So, Mike, I don't think that I'm going overboard when I say that cards like Coalition Victory and Biorhythm, I don't think they're too powerful at all. I don't think they're unfair at all. And I think it's really interesting that the Rules Committee enumerated these two cards uh, or rather reaffirmed them as cards that are definitely way too powerful. What do you think? Well, whether they're way too powerful or it's just a... 
I guess I do think that they're scared of like the idea of oh play this win the game and how hard. But it's not even that that simple. But it's not even that simple. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Like it it seems, it seems silly. Um, The only argument that I can think of for coalition victory. And and this is far fetched because I'm outright searching for it. If it was unbanned, and you were playing against a deck that was five colors. Would you start keeping track of the five-color deck and what they have out on the board? Would you start paying attention? Or it's like, all right, they don't have a swamp, but they have everything else. And they've got a red, a green, and a white creature. Would you start paying attention to that stuff? I mean, ostensibly, but I think that we need to be fair about uh, the the cost of a sorcery with prerequisites. Oh, for sure. And compare that to other high-cost sorceries that are legal and like expropriate that win the game on the spot with no board state necessary. That was the next point that I was going to make. Okay. Sorry to jump you. No, you're good. No, you're good. Cause I I, I asked that question for a reason. Cause it was the answer is maybe I might start paying attention to that because I would feel bad if I lost. It's like, okay, great. If you're playing against a deck that has black and they have a lot of mana available, Mm Mm-hmm. But nothing else. Torment of Hailfire still exists. So I don't care what the board state is. Because there are other things that say, hey, do you have a bunch of mana? Cool. I'm going to make everybody's life miserable or win the game. Right. That's one of the two things. So what? what is the big deal between Coalition Victory and everything else that does that? Like, yeah. I, uh... Okay, great. You're going to do a lot of you know, quote unquote damage that isn't actually damage because it's just their life total becoming that. Right. But, they lose that much life or gain that much life. Right. Yeah. But okay. So it's an eight mana. Everybody is going to have a life total equal to the amount of creatures they control. Mm-hmm. There's a and, card that's a creature that already has that ability. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's better as far as I'm concerned, because if it resolves, you have one creature. So you're at least going to have at least one life. Just so that we uh, don't have our viewers scratching our heads, what yes, Mike please. is referring to is a Shaman of the Forgotten Ways, which is basically Mages of the Biorhythm. A Shaman of Forgotten Ways is three and a green for a creature, Human Shaman, two, three, with two activated abilities. The first one, tap, add two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this mana only to cast creature spells. Second ability is Formidable, nine, green, green, and tap. Each player's life total becomes the number of creatures they control. Activate only if creatures you control have total power eight or greater. Um, I think that they've consistently shown, the RC has at least, that Magus versions of high power spells pretty much never get a ban, even if the spell is banned. Like Magus right. of the Balance, no. Balance, yes. Um, yeah. I, I again, uh, this is this is us more leaning into the other cards still on the list uh, versus what they're taking off. But to like you said, in in all fairness, they brought it up. You know, they brought they up did. biorhythm. They brought up coalition victory, and, and I this can't, is uh, the second time. Down. The second time in as many years that Sheldon has specifically brought up coalition victory as a card that is not appropriate for the format. The last time he brought it up, Mike, if you recall, was comparing it to Happily Ever After. Yeah. 
the mono white quote unquote alternate win con that requires uh, cards of different colors and all that different stuff and also different everyone types draws and... a card yeah. uh it's and let's suffice to say it's not a very popular alternate win con um or a powerful one and it, basically I, i'll summarize his point is that he said that happily ever after was a more fair version of coalition victory um, I would say that it is a really bad version of Coalition Victory, <laughs> but that's just me. So Sheldon specifically and the RC in general pretty clearly feel quite strongly about Coalition Victory. Biorhythm hasn't been talked about in a long time, right. but they're putting it in the same sentence as Coalition Victory. They're saying that, that these cards, <laughs> it is weird to me, these cards that require even in the most optimal, like build your entire deck around it maybe you can pull that off. You'll need two cards and lands. But most decks aren't trying to build their entire deck around an eight mana sorcery. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. Like, yes, that might be one of your win cons, but are you really trying to build your whole deck around these cards just to make it so that like, oh, you can win out of nowhere with them? Not usually, not usually. And when you are, that's uh, typically looking at a more powerful deck. And and in that case, why are you winning with an eight mana sorcery? Like what? So to me, this is just very strange. I, the motives of the RC, as much as I attempt to understand them, and as much as I talk to members of the CAG and talk to other people in the community, they still remain somewhat opaque to me, Mike. I wouldn't have any problem. And we're, we're, we're kind of blending the two subjects here between golos and world fire that's and fair everything yeah. else we're, we're near in the end here we're, we're, we're there um i am more in the concern not concern if the rc had put out a statement that said hey we're banning golos because it's it's just everybody's playing golos and, it, and it's getting obnoxious and it's boring so we're gonna put we're gonna put golos in a corner for a while that would have bothered me less. I actually. I think probably, that feels more fair because I feel like that's what we I, intuit from their message, even if it's not the case. That's what I'm intuiting because right. their actual message and the context that they put out there flies in the face of Commander, as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. We got rid of this card because of its sheer value and ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... There's a bunch of other cards you have to talk about then. And this and you didn't say this was a flag post card. You didn't say that this was something because of it. You referenced other cards that are, as far as what you're concerned, more fair versions of this in Wooburg, specifically talking about Kenrith. That is the uh the phrase of the of the week, right? Whenever you see mm-hmm. a banning or an unbanning from the Rose Committee in EDH, the phrase that comes to mind is there are a lot of other cards we need to be talking about, yeah. whether that's in the context of you shouldn't have banned that, but should have instead banned this or unbanned that or unbanned this, or in the context of, okay, I accept that you're banning or unbanning this for this reason. Now let's talk about the 10 other cards that are very close to it or maybe even better. And that's where the signpost comes in. Yeah, I just... Mm. Mm. Okay, well, let's let's close this out by saying this. The RC has banned a very, very, very popular card today. Mm-hmm. 
if sure that have. was your if that was your favorite deck, if that was your favorite card, or even if this has just pissed you off in some other way, the answer is not to yeah. lash out at the RC or harass them on Twitter or badmouth them or anything like that. These are people, and these are people doing an impossible job. Just because that we disagree with the way that they're doing their job doesn't mean that we could do it better. It doesn't mean that we're harassing them or think that they're less of people or anything like that. These are people doing an impossible job, and I appreciate the work that they're doing. Just because we don't see eye to eye doesn't change that. The other part of this is uh, don't don't try and go to their website to communicate with them because it because it's it down. Um, <laughs> but here, the other part of it is again, we welcome to the social contract. Have a conversation with your play group. If this if this is super important to you, ask them if they're cool with you playing it. Because I don't know, depending on put it this way, it's banned. If you're in a play group to where this card is banned and then you say hey i still have this deck and i've played it a bunch do you mind if i play it still if your play group says no they're telling you no not because the card is banned but because they don't want to play against the card anymore which is a totally different circumstance as far as i'm concerned i see for me it's a little bit different because if i'm playing a game of commander whether i agree with the rules committee or not i am a judge and i affirm to their rules i conform to the rules of the game fair and for me i mean that may make me a bit of a of a pedant or someone you don't want to play with no and that's it makes fine. you someone who's sticking but, to the rules of the game i totally get right that. and i don't agree with this golos ban but if somebody comes with a golos deck i'm gonna say hey i'm really sorry that your deck got banned but unfortunately it is banned and you can't play with that commander i would recommend slipping in any other five color commander it's probably going to play just as well sure at the same time you and I have had conversations about me making a Grand Calcutron deck, and if I made it, right, I that's know the that thing. Like you can absolutely, if <laughs> yeah, you want to ask special permission, because right? that's the difference. Yeah, if you want to ask, like, listen, I made this deck. I know it's not legal, but yes. I would like to request that I be allowed to play it. I think you're going to get a lot of people who say, you know what, that's okay. Right, and that's it's what not I'm like, hey, well, this card's banned, but I really don't want to like obey the rules. So like, totally I'm, different. I'm gonna, totally I'm gonna play it yes. anyway, like without asking. That, yes, I don't get me wrong. There, there are several times where I've, you know, I've got somebody in a play group who's learning how to play Magic. Can I play Silver uh, Border cards more consistently? And you know, they've had a couple of decks that they're coming with, and then like, hey, that, that deck's banned. pretty big. Well, it, it's stuff like that. Or that, like, that deck is 150 cards. It's 125 <laughs> cards. And it's like, yeah, I gotta pare it down, but I, I wanted to try and give it a shot tonight. Do you mind? And I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, just mm. keep it in mind. You know, kind of stuff. Right. But, that's the, that's that is also the huge difference between like, you know, somebody that I've I've known for for over a year and play games with regularly who's learning the game versus mm-hmm. going to an LGS and sitting down and somebody pulls out their Golo stack, you know, four months after the ban is gone right. into effect and like, hey, hey, listen, tough break, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can change it to there are about ten other high power five color commanders, yep. and I bet dollars to donuts your deck is still gonna play just fine. Yeah, let's let's swap out Get- Kenrith for that Golos deck and see how much worse it is. As long as it's not, not a Maze's End deck, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think that Maze's End probably got the the hardest hit by this. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Maze's End is probably one of the weakest strategies that Golos was uh, oh, officiating. Yeah. yeah, those those were the oh you're running Golos? Or is it a Maze's End deck? And anybody who said yes, they immediately had my approval. Right, I, I loved it. Uh, 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Alex, if anybody had any questions about any cards that, you know, have weird interactions because they were banned and now they're not banned, and Alex, why did why did this one get banned? And all sorts of questions worth the word banned. If they have questions about banding, because that's a weird uh, keyword, um, where could they go to find you? Well, you can catch me on Twitter at Lappermedic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C, or you can email me privately at alex at edhrec.com. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and rate the podcast. If you want to buy any of the cards we talked about, deck boxes, sleeves, heck, if you want to trade in your Golos cards as soon as possible, you could do that online as well. Uh, go to bit.ly slash edh underscore social, and you'll be able to help out our show, help us out while you're buying all the cards that you would be in the in the first place without actually costing you anything more. So we appreciate it. We have a Discord link in the show notes. You can go there to submit cards for the, ooh, can I see that? Or one more source uh, to be able to ask our honorable judge, Alex, any questions about any cards that you might have. Uh, community's popping off. Lots of conversations. Lots of lots of, uh, wide about eyes set. today. And, and the new set coming. Yeah, a lot we're going to have a, a set review for that coming out soon. A political set review. Yeah, we're going to have... We're going to have a lot to talk about, too. Oh, yeah. This is exciting stuff. I'm really excited. Yeah. So until then, you can follow us on Twitter at EDH underscore social or email us at thesocialcontractedh at gmail.com. Really sorry if your deck got dismantled today, but know that it'll be okay. Lots of commanders out there to build.